Welcome back, beautiful people. Chris and Frankie here on YouTube and Anchor's number one Black Adam fan channel. Uh, except today we're going to be talking about a little bit of wrestling because there was an NXT wrestling premium live event last night. Was Halloween it Havoc. Though? Shout was out it? to WCW. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't quite a takeover. We don't really know if that name is ever going to come back, at least not for a while, but it was a pretty fun show, and we wanted to do a little bit of a recap on everything that happened. But uh, most notably, there were a couple of matches that really stood out. And uh, I guess we'll just get some overall thoughts out of the way. Uh, Frankie, you have not really watched uh, like NXT pay-per-view show in a while. What did you think? Um, well, it's funny because we had this conversation at your place because I went over to watch it with you. Um I think you're the longest that they didn't watch it because I watched the the worlds collide. Oh, I saw that too. Oh, oh, maybe well, it hasn't been that long. I watched it live, damn it. I actually watched it. Oh, like, I? I, wanted, I wanted to see if uh if Braun would actually drop the title. Yeah, and, beat, and then uh... and you kind of wanted to see if this would happen here too. Because there's been always this you know, he made his debut already on the main roster. So like Yeah. Will he, won't they? It's like kind of vibes, but um yeah. So what was your, uh, you know, what were your impressions from the show overall? And then we'll, you know, we'll dive a little bit deeper sure, into sure. the um, into the standout matches. I, it was a good show. It was a good, good show. You know what it is? I feel like the NXT always has good, like, premium, quote unquote, events. Because <laughs> this is a premium to me. It feels like a glorified house show. Yeah. A glorified episode of NXT 2.0, which... I'm sure that's what they they dropped it off. They dropped the 2.0 already, thankfully. Yeah. But um, um, they I don't think they ever make a bad pay per view, quote unquote. They make their show is what's been lacking, obviously, as of late for the last year. Um, and obviously their shows weren't always going to be bangers under Triple H. But what was always a banger was the pay per views. Yeah, and guaranteed, they never make a bad. They never really make a entirely bad show, in my opinion, and from what I remember. But so far. Um, this is this was a good show trying to cleanse itself of the 2.0 era and trying to move forward with what they have. And, and overall, it was just a, it was a really good show. I think you and I gave it a lot of praise last night. Um, it was fun. It was really fun. It was a fun time to just watch some wrestling. Um, wasn't so long. Wasn't going to be a five hour, six hour show. Wasn't overly booked. It was a good show show it was a clean clean cut of the mill show you know down the middle you know nothing to it nothing too much nothing too much to say about it other than like if you want to go see it go out of your way to go see this show because it, it, it's um it's got some good action there's got definitely some, good action. some matches that are should be like mandatory viewing at least yeah. like for as like matches of yeah, yeah. Uh, this year that are going to be on on that on that list mm-hmm yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, we don't we don't pay attention to weekly NXT really that closely anymore. Um, so there were definitely a few matches on this card that were um, in a good way, you know, paying off the hardcore viewers, whoever's left. Yeah, of that sure. group. Um, the ambulance match was definitely for people who've been watching the TV show for the last few months, because I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't know who either of those dudes were. Yeah. I definitely was a fan of them by the end of the match, but, uh, you know, going into it, I, you know, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, I was a little more familiar with them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Alba Fire and Mandy Rose. I mean, we know Kaylee Ray from NXT UK and Mandy yeah. Rose has been dominating the women's uh, NXT division for like a full year. Um, but I, I thought the one of the cool things about this show, and I guess it'll kind of lead us into the first uh, standout mm-hmm. match, was that there were it, it kind of reminded me of like when you took me to my first takeover show a few mm-hmm. years ago. Well, I guess it's like six or seven years ago now because we're getting old. But um, and when when we first went there, I really didn't know who any of those people were like I'd never heard of Johnny Gargano and Andrade and Malachi. That's Black crazy. And, yeah. Adam Cole, like he came out and everybody was going nuts. I'm like, who is this? Because <laughs> um, I was, uh, you know, I was pretty like casual main roster WWE, you know, Batista slowly coming Mysterio, back. Uh, all those kinds of guys mm-hmm. that we grew up watching. Um, but watching this show, there were a lot of names that reminded me kind of of the old NXT, if I can mm-hmm. be so bold as to say, like, yeah, uh, specifically in this ladder match, uh, which was five man, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if that was always the plan or they just couldn't really figure out a fifth person that would make sense. Um, but uh, I guess Wesley probably deserves the most discussion because he was a he was a he was in a tag team. Yeah. Like this guy wasn't going to get a singles push. I, I mean, maybe ever, but certainly not for a while. Yeah. Um, He's super and, young. He's still really. Yeah. Young. Yeah. But. Dude, I don't know about you, but seeing him in this match, I was like, dude, this, this could be like one of the next guys. Yeah. I mean, and he's a short king. He's only five foot seven. Yeah. Super. I mean, this match doesn't look from, it. from start to finish was a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. NXT North American ladder matches are usually just really good. Uh, but especially going in, not really being that familiar with the people in the match, I think. Um, Who's the big lug that was in the... the... Oh, Van Van Wagner. Um, Yeah, he was probably the greenest, like, uh, in terms of, like, there were just a couple spots that were like, yeah, it's kind of tough because he's really big and the other guys are a little more agile. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also had the standout spot of the match. Dude, (laughs) we lost our shit. Dude basically yeah. murdered Wesley. <laughs> yeah, he threw I I mean it was a spot that, that I'd never murder. seen. And I think it was even more impressive because the table didn't break. Mm-hmm. And he like in the event that you somehow didn't see, you know, didn't watch this this show, he picks up Wesley into a military press and from about like halfway in the ring, full full body throws him onto the announce table. Like it is such a visual spectacle. Yeah. I was talking to Frankie. I'm like, they must have practiced this in like a, you know, foam, like gymnastics pit or something. Cause something. like that spot was so insane. But I, I mean, I think this match drew a lot of parallels to kind of that first NXT um, North American title ladder match in that it made a lot of stars. Like there were, you know, I remember. Uh, Velveteen Dream came out of that match looking really good. Um, mm-hmm. Big Demo came out of that match looking really good. Even Lars Sullivan, like um, these matches can make a lot of stars. And I think I don't know about you, but I came out of this match like being way more, I, really. I only knew Carmelo Hayes, and like aside from him, I was like, yeah, I think Von Wagner was in like NXT UK for a bit, and like might have come up to the main roster for a cup of coffee. 
Yeah, it was um, just random. But I came out of this match being like, damn, this is they might they might be onto something. There might be, you know, a a new core of NXT guys that we kind of started to see first form when we went to that show all those years ago. Yeah, this is all these are everyone I think in this uh in the, in this pay-per-view was probably under 30. Everyone was under 35. I, I, I'm willing to bet and I'm sure the purists and the people who watch NXT religiously or anything wrestling related or WWE, whatever you like, you know, just don't knock us for not, you know, being in tune with this NXT anymore because let's face it, they killed it. But uh, like something about now knowing that, you know, there isn't like a 40 year old champion no offense to like, you know, I'm not ageist, but it's just like, you know, the whole point of NXT was to elevate younger talent. And I yeah. guess also elevate maybe talent you never heard of for, you know, the, the and it's specifically made for the people who only watch WWE because right. they don't care about what's out there. But, you know, I knew about Wesley, knew about the Young Rascals um, before they became MSK and WWE and before that ended because of, you know, um, PR nightmare or PR unfortunate PR things that ended the tag team run so it was a hard year for Lee so you know to see him come up and get the push because in a way in kind of in almost like I'm not trying to take anything away from him and as I think about it sitting here it's like they're kind of apologizing to him for you know you know you got the tag titles but then you we immediately had to take it away from you literally the next day yeah Uh, so like it's like almost an apology to him Um, I don't know why he didn't even get a chance to shine when it came when it, when it was time to face Carmelo Hayes, um, that was an interesting choice. And then the whole thing with a solo, and then winning, and then having to give it back because of some BS rule that they it made no sense. It was you know, just bad writing. It was really bad yeah. writing, bad booking, yeah. and all. And honestly, like if you were watching this and you were just bitter going into this, I don't blame you. Us, luckily, we just we were just so ignorant to the show that we hadn't watched after, you know, even after Trips had taken over and Vince was gone. Mm-hmm. And the, after the, the title exchange, whatever, we just went in ignorant and we're so happy we went in ignorant because it was a hell of a show. It was a hell of a time. That ladder match made stars. What was the other guy's name? Zade? Something Zade. Uh, got the Clark Connors of oh, Nathan <laughs> of... Frazier. Oh, Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. Frazier. Shout out to Nathan Frazier. That guy, another guy that like, you know, Put I us on could have won. And I probably would have been like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Even Hayes winning wasn't a terrible idea, but I think he's on his way up, um, which is fine, but sucks. Because uh, he could be a champ. He should be champ. He should, he should yeah. definitely be the NXT champion. Uh, but everyone's so young. Um, you know, yeah. everyone's... It, there's a lot to be excited about. You know, these kids, these kids essentially were almost men in their 30s, and they're close to our age, our age kind of. But, like, the, like, Wes Lee is only 27. He has plenty of time to be that guy. For that oh, yeah. brand. And he is that guy for the brand right now in the mid card. And he, I hope to, to see him have these crazy, you know, title defenses. Because, yeah, there was another crazy spot in this match, too. The spinning or not. It wasn't in this match. Or was it? I can't remember. Um, The spinning like Huracurana. Her, her, not the spinning Spanish fly from the back onto the oh. ladder. It was into the ladder. Yeah, it was on yeah, the ladder. Yeah, that was fucking nuts. I never the reverse Spanish fly off the second rope. Yeah, that was crazy. And that and that was by um our boy, our new boy, Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier. This guy can go a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. I think you can highlight about this match. We could just make an entire podcast about this. Um, 
So I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'll end it on my part. Like this this was great to see. I love ladder matches. I love the I love the North American title. It's a beautiful belt. Yeah. Um. It, I'm happy. Whoever would have won it besides maybe Wagner, I wouldn't have. I would have been eh, whatever. That's because it's a safe choice in a way, because he's tall and you know a, a monster. You can give yeah. him a long run. But they went with you know another short guy again, another guy under six feet because Carmelo Hayes is not six feet. The kid's like five eight. Five seven two probably, and but Wesley just has something to him. If you yeah, see him, if there's... you saw him, if you saw him with you know with his tag partner, there was just something about that said like these guys are going to be something. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be. So now let's focus on Lee. Lee's got something. It's going to be him hopefully for years to come. Yeah, um, there's there's something kind of about Wesley that sort of reminds me of like. Uh, I don't. This is like not an insult, but sort of like a dorkier version of Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Where like Ricochet is very cool. He's like a super hot dude with yeah. crazy offensive moves. Like does all this insane shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's sometimes hard to buy him as sort of like a well because he's been a babyface for his entire WWE run. Yeah. Uh, because it's sort of hard to buy him as like an underdog because he just has the look of someone who's a fucking like Power Ranger. Like he just looks so cool. And there's something about Wesley, especially with the story of MSK, which mm-hmm. I don't really know if, you know, if they're allowed to or how much they're going to even like use that going forward. Um, but there is something about him that just has like kind of a like Rey Mysterio vibes, kind of just sure, like sure. this guy who just like really feels like um, he's got they've, they've got something with him. Um, but I guess lastly on this match, I just wanted to say that uh, it's an interesting decision on on who they gave the belt to, because I think really they could have given it to any of these guys. And, you know, sometimes you see uh, companies want to use the mid card belt or they want to use the winner to elevate the belt. Right. Like we talked about this, uh, you know, kind of off to the side, but like my idea of wanting John Moxie to, to eventually be TNT champion, because sure. I feel like he could elevate that belt to feel more important. Mm-hmm. But in w- what we've seen with the North American title right now is they're using the title to elevate the person so that you feel like, oh, this person's more important because they have this title now. And because there mm-hmm. aren't like mm-hmm. that many titles in NXT, like the there's one mid card there's one or at least for like men's there's like one men's mid card one men's uh, heavyweight champion and the tag belts and that's it like if you don't have any of those like you're not a champion um and you know wesley had the tag belts and it it just didn't work yeah Um, and now he's he's uh he's gotten one of the few championships in nxt so it, it feels like now he's elevated to that next level of like, oh, take him seriously. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's just really cool to see. And honestly, I, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, we're, we're now given a reason to take everybody who was in this ladder match seriously. I completely agree. That's really cool. I We wanted to touch on also the last match. I thought that this pay-per-view was structured Ooh. really interestingly. It felt like, you know, I think HBK is um, head of NXT creative right now. Mm-hmm. It felt like. He, they looked at the card. They knew that they had two guaranteed bangers. And in that scenario, what do you do? You have one of them open the show and you have one of them close the show. Classic. And HB then whatever HB. happens in between is house money. <laughs> um, and yeah, dude, this triple threat, I guess, first off, how do you feel about the person who won? 
Do you feel like this was the right call? Uh, I guess it's a, it's a safe call, but I wish it, it, it didn't go that way. I think the crowd was feeling, um, Ilya. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess you know Ilya did not win. <laughs> he did not. He did not. Not um, only did he not win, he did get pinned. Which we talked about off, but yeah. like I want to highlight how like you made a very fantastic point. All credit to Chris, not mine. Uh, he said like, well, um, JD also didn't win. So spoiler, it was Braun who retained. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, the guy who hasn't lost. Oh, well, I guess he did actually lose he to lost. Dolph Ziggler. In a yeah, really... he lost his Dolph. Oh, Stupid so booking. So, I mean, this so is dumb. how I'm so happy 2.0 is dead. Man. Stupid booking. But look, Braun won. And like you said, he beat JD. And he, he did. And yeah. he, he, GD couldn't take another pin again. Like then you just no. you you push him down the car too far further down and too much. Yeah, not if you if they want to keep him as a main eventer, then you mm-hmm. can't pin him in back in back. It would have been back to back title match pins. Yeah, which is you're not like good. banished from the title scene for a while. Now. Yeah, I, and you know he's still building up a name, trying to recover from you know uh, himself a PR disaster. Yeah, and also having to scrub his former name, which you know Jordan Devlin. Uh, that name is now synonymous with a lot of negative things about him and also positive. But, you know, it's it's mainly negative. So, the you know, in a way, getting him a new name worked because everyone was like, you know, he was he played his role. He was a heel, yeah. but he was also like being cheered because he was a good heel. Everyone here was pretty much played their role to the T. Um, yeah. No one outshunned the other. I, th- I want to say I think everyone got to shine effectively. Um, if you didn't know who Ilya was here in the States because he was trapped in the UK brand, now you do. The man chops hard. The man is really like, he's just a good competitor. Don't know how his mic skills are, honestly. Yeah. I never watched one of his promos, I'll be honest. But like, there's just something there when it comes to the in-ring action. And you don't need him to talk. You just, you, he, does, he does his talking in the ring. He's so good in the ring. Dude. He's so good. He's, he's so good. He chops like. As, as hard as as for a short man, he chops so hard. I saw a comment on uh, Twitter from somebody who was like, "Ilya has like already outgrown NXT, and this one and only uh, regular <laughs> two point or you know new yeah. NXT title match. He's yeah. only had one match, uh, and he's already outgrown." And I'm like, "I can't. I mean, you're not wrong. Like he was in NXT UK for a while, and he, he mm-hmm. you know." Would I be mad about uh, Ilya versus Walter again, except on the main roster? Oh, my God. For the IC like, title. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know that Braun Breaker wins. Uh, you guys are going to see the thumbnail of this video on YouTube, and it <laughs> says Cena wins LOL with a big, angry Braun Breaker face. Because... Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, if, if you want to kind of men in black, uh, forget the Dolph Ziggler thing happened, which I think is probably for the best. Uh, Braun Breaker wins a lot. He mm-hmm. wins it, so long as Vince is not like having a weird, let's just do a random title change just because he wins all the time. He doesn't get pinned. Uh, he wins clean. He wins in a dominant fashion. Um, and I think I understand uh, the people who are tired of it because we grew up with John Cena winning all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kind of the same exact way. Like he kicks out of everything. He just usually only takes like one finisher to beat you sometime, you know, depending on the match. I know Triple H loves his 
false finishes for sure. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with him winning because I do think if you want to keep building him up to the point where it's going to be surprising when he loses, I think there's a lot of value in that. It's kind of like Roman Reigns where it's like he's beaten so many people that not only do you not know who's going to beat him, but when, if he actually does get pinned, you're going to be like, holy shit, somebody beat this guy. Um, And so I think there's value in having someone like that in NXT. Uh, I think also Braun deserves it because I was thinking back to when he basically was just handed the title uh, from Tommaso Ciampa, Mm -hmm. who many of us, you know, it's widely considered one of, if not the greatest NXT champions of all time, right up there with, uh, you know, Finn Balor and uh, Adam Cole. Uh, But over the last year that he's been wrestling, he's gotten a lot better. And, you know, I think that he probably deserves the run that he's on. I'll be honest, though, uh, while I do think him winning is fine, uh, and I, you know, I don't have a problem with like the super Cena, super brawn, he never loses kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I do think it's getting to a point where I'm like, I don't know who beats him anymore because you, you could do a one on one with him and Ilya, even though Ilya got pinned. But, you know, I mean, you could you could say that Ilya was going to win because Jordan stopped the three count, which was one of the coolest fucking spots that I got yeah seen we, we, we both popped for that <laughs> that was the timing involved he catches the ref's hand like an inch before it hits the mat yeah um so they could play off that um i don't know if you know if you go back to Ilya right away um it would be interesting to see if if people are, are into that, I think that the crowd maybe weren't that hot for him when he came out. And then by mm-hmm. the end of the match, they were like, Oh shit, this guy should win. He's awesome. Um, so it would be cool to see Ilya win. But I think right now the, the only problem with Braun is that you're kind of running out of guys for him to beat where it makes him, where it continues to build him up. Cause this, this mm-hmm. win built him up more, but the only problem is like, how do you now, whoever is next has to be seen as even more threatening than a triple threat where for those of you who don't know, the champion is actually at a disadvantage. <laughs> so I don't know, man, do you have any thoughts on Braun going forward? Um, I think that the looming threat is, is what we thought was going to happen, which was the cash in as you, I had no idea this, that it was, it was treated or tease, excuse me. Um, this week until you let me know like immediately or was it last week whatever it was like yeah like Austin's threatening or you know teasing that he'll cash in on Braun and I'm yes. like yes do that there's no way in hell it, it, it like even if he won on the main roster taking one or two or both whatever belts away from Roman it just would not feel right because then it someone can pin him and he's on a terrible losing streak and then he's just a joke and theory has something that will you know, be there. Vince was right about him. I think something is there. We just don't know what exactly. And just to like highlight everyone in the in the five like on the five way ladder match is under thirty, mm. and Theory is still younger than all of. Them. Yeah. So Austin would only benefit immensely if he was the face of NXT. He's 25 years old. Oh, I think Frazier's actually 24. Doesn't matter. Like, 
he he's a he's a, he's a, he's in the pro, he's in a beautiful age range to be champ in the face that runs the place you know Cena wins lol <laughs> and he could be that and why not but as a yeah. dastardly heel as a dastardly heel he's he's got the look he's got the height that every promoter wants especially Vinnie Mac rest in peace he's not really dead i'm just saying that um you know there's something there and so that's the threat that they need to highlight and i'm sure if, and just be from that tease, we know that's gonna be like I, I'm feel I feel confident enough to say that's where it's gonna go. That's the direction it's gonna go. It's gonna be Braun and Theory, but it's gonna be Theory coming out on top after a cashing. It would make a lot of sense if, I mean, honestly, like I I, I totally bought in, and so they mm-hmm. did a good job sending Theory out there um, on the Go Home show because mm-hmm. I totally bought into it being perfectly viable that. Not only would he show up, but he would cash in. He didn't even show up. Yeah. Like that was clearly done as just a last minute tease to get people to watch. Probably. Uh, and it was super smart because the whole time, um, you know, I think like halfway through the the title match, we were like, oh shit, like this could become a fatal four way, or theory could come out, you know, if if Braun has like they do the whole he was too tired, you, you know, he was exhausted, like kind of like when Bobby Lashley. Uh, lost to Seth Rollins a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and they could have totally played on that and it would have made sense um, I think that they they clearly have some sort of plan with Braun overcoming everything kind of like what Roman Reigns did for several mm-hmm. years uh, before he started cheating with the whole bloodline angle mm-hmm. and what we saw John Cena do for a very long time mm-hmm. um, where there's just no scenario where you're going to pin him uh, even if he's super fucking tired. Uh, that yeah. being said, uh, kind of like what you what you're discussing, I think that Austin Theory as the next NXT champion would make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be a great chance for him to kind of play off of this like chosen one gimmick, but yeah. do it in NXT. But do like, it in NXT. Yeah. He was called up too soon to begin with, uh, and if you want to make him more viable. It would make a lot of sense that he like part of the story is that he goes back to NXT and like figures himself out, especially now that Johnny Gargano beat him. You could almost say like Johnny Gargano kicked him back to NXT. Yeah, he's um, his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be interesting to see if that's where they go. I will say at the very least, um, I didn't really feel like this before. I know that there's there's a plan with with Braun Breaker. And, sure. And whatever they plan on doing with the um, NXT title, I did want to say that, like, I think it is worth noting that NXT right now is kind of in a weird in between. Mm-hmm. Um, transition, as it's literally big transition phase. Yeah, big transition. It's only been a few months since Triple H got the reins and started making all his changes to personnel. Mm-hmm. So. There are probably, I think what we're going to start to see is like Triple H back in the classic black and gold NXT. He would always give um, people chances. Like I remember really not liking Kona Reeves. Just I just didn't. Mm. I didn't enjoy his work. I didn't enjoy his matches. I didn't think he was that good. Triple H gave him a lot of opportunities to get over. Yeah. And then eventually it was just like, not working we tried it but it's not working Mm -hmm. Um, but aside from that triple h also had his like trusted circle of guys that would always be on nxt you know like yeah uh, it became you know matt riddle gargano keith lee champa adam cole obviously 
Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, those kinds of guys who were always kind of circling, you know, undisputed era tag title kind of stuff, ricochet for a while. Um, and so I think maybe what we're going to see coming out of this show is the slow formation of them kind of picking out who the new circle of trust is because mm-hmm. uh, Grayson Waller, while he's not really clicking for me, he has been on a lot of shows this year. So they see something, something. They think that there's something there. Uh, they clearly believe in Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, um, Vaughn even Wagner, Apollo. Maybe. Yeah. Apollo would be cool. Uh, Talk about a guy who got called up too early. That was a weird match. (laughs) It was a random ass match. I still had fun. You know what? It was fun. It was still really fun. I think I think overall the show was fun. I saw people kind of, um, you know, saying like, oh, the Ilya had to save the show. I'm like, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. But if your barometer for NXT Halloween Havoc is every other takeover show that's ever happened. Then like, yeah, it's not going to be as good as those. Those were like yeah. all time great show. NXT, yeah. you could argue, has put up some of, if not the best pay-per-views of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, So I thought the, the matches in between the first two were fun. I think the only thing yeah, that, that really didn't click for me, uh, maybe you have one of these as well. I just the 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 Kaylee Ray. um. Oh, Elba Fire and uh, yeah, and Mandy Fire Rose and Mandy Rose. That seemed like it could have been something, something but yeah. then it was like I was kind of buying into the haunted house stuff. Yeah, and then the you were way the for a match, cinematic match, huh? Yeah, like the way the match finished with uh, Gigi and the other girl, who's actually a really good actor in the haunted house, mm-hmm. somehow getting back to the arena despite Elba Fire taking the car. Yeah, um, they Ubered, spending... man. They Ubered. Uh. Yeah, right? <laughs> like how the fuck did they? They were like both kidnapped. I don't know. That one didn't really work. I thought the ambulance match uh, was actually pretty good. Yeah, that's um, violent. Roxanne, yeah. Roxanne, like this whole ma- this whole entire card was basically better than an Extreme Rules match card in the past too, where it's like perfectly tamed rule match that like replace extreme rules and just put perfectly tamed rules match. And that was always running joke every year. Like extreme rules was not that extreme. This was an extreme rules match show and it was fun. It was fun. That crazy spot too with Roxanne and, um, card, uh, yeah. Cora Jade, I think whatever her name is. Yeah. They had a pretty fun match. Yeah. All all around. It was fun. It's cool to see two women's matches on the card. We usually mm. don't get that. Yeah. Imagine that. Two women's storylines going at the same time. Yeah. Tony Khan would never. Never. Everyone's <laughs> gonna think we're WWE marks now. <laughs> yeah, I think the only other thing I wanted to touch on here was that um I remember like a, about a week ago or a couple weeks ago when it came out that uh HBK basically said, like, yeah, we're not gonna go back to running arenas for a while, maybe ever. I don't think. I don't think it's never going to happen again, but mm. yeah, um, I that's do sad. Think it's going to be a while. Um, but that being said, I, I, I mean, my immediate reaction was like, damn, that kind of sucks because we went to a few of those arena shows and the crowds would be fucking insane, hot. like crazy hot crowds, 20,000 people going nuts. Um, but I think it's actually a really good thing that this show was not done in a big arena. Yeah. Uh, because there are, there are some elements to this show that 
felt very developmental mm -hmm. and kind of people sort of getting used to, I guess, a bigger stage or no commercial breaks, that sort of thing. Oh, word. Um, there, this was a very like fast paced, lot of fast paced matches. This like had a similar feel to some of the other NXT takeovers in the past. Um, but I think that like maybe when they come out of this transition period, like you said, maybe then and then they kind of know who they can trust and maybe who who is still a little bit too green for a big, uh, big arena. But mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's going to be a while. And I think it's not a bad thing because they still kind of have to figure out what this version of NXT is going to be. And until you kind of know the answer to that, you probably shouldn't try to sell, you know, 10,000 tickets. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's I, I'm still like heartbroken at the idea that now that we, we ended the era of the rainbow, uh, tie dye, and it instantly you know started the like oh we're gonna get NXT takeover events back and arena matches, and then finally it's confirmed by HBK that we're probably never gonna do that, and not for a long time we're never like it's it's hard to say like I'm a little disheartened and not feel deflated about it like damn so like we'll never see NXT like again but like the whole point is they 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 did say that they would like still travel, yeah. um. So that's nice. So maybe we'll see an NXT house show, but like just not have them like, you know, do an NXT takeover. Like, I think it's a mistake because like it's like like you said, it's like, you know, you, you know, it's like kind of like to see what works because it is like developmental style. But then when you do the bigger arena matches, it's to show you like, is this person going to be ready, ready for a WrestleMania? Or, yeah. or or a Royal Rumble, one of the big four, or, or even just a B sh or B pay per view show like Backlash, uh, or the throwaway of Fastlane. God, I hate Fastlane. It's a I terrible. Know. I they think they're just gonna get, they're gonna get rid of it. I hope so. It's a <laughs> terrible pay per view time. Ah, uh, and like yeah, stop doing pay per views after like in between like right before WrestleMania. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. In between the biggest one, which is the Royal Rumble, and then yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What happened in Elimination Chamber? I yeah, that was actually a pretty good pay per view. That was a good pay per view. Remember when Bray won? That was great. That was amazing. Um, but like, yeah. it's just like they 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 should have arena matches so they can see if Wesley is gonna be a good main card, yeah, potential maybe world champion at some point, or a good tag team. You know, again, because let's face it, like he is a tag team specialist. He was in the tag team division at TNA or Impact for a long time. So he built his name being a tag team specialist with his partner. Um, but now, you know, he's obviously has the chops to just be a single. I feel like if you take away any tag team, like they have the capability of being a single star. Not every single star is capable of being a tag team for sure. Right, right. I mean, yeah, sure. The odd couple pairing. That's just for like shits and giggles and maybe viewership and to see how it goes. But Wesley obviously has the potential and he should be on the main stage. He should be doing arena matches. Um, I feel like you're kind of doing a disservice to some of these guys who I get like came to NXT to eventually be on the main stage in the main roster, being on Raw or SmackDown and doing the pay-per-views on the main roster. But also like you want to make sure they're ready because like like the best example is like all these guys that came up through was like Seth or not Seth because I don't think they actually did take over as well. He was there, but like Finn and Shinsuke, will they click with the crowd when on 
once they do a main roster pay-per-view and mm -hmm. when you hear their music start for Shin Shinsuke and the whole arena in NXT show, which is supposed to be a developmental show, not a third brand, everyone's singing along. That's when you know this guy is going to be great on the main roster doing arena matches for the main roster doing for main pay-per-views. So like that's how I look at it. And I think it's just it's a disappointing statement, but I understand. Like, I agree with what you say, too. But it's, you know, as me, my personal opinion, it's like I think it's a mistake. They shouldn't do that and they should get back to it sooner rather than later, especially after this. And, you know, hopefully if people keep praising the masses of this show, then maybe yeah. they'll do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that, too, as fans, it, it's going to be a little bit tough because a lot of us that are like just now starting to trickle back to watching NXT, at least pay-per-views. I don't know about weekly TV just yet. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us saw NXT at its peak. And so we can't forget that. And in the back of our minds, we we've already seen what NXT can be. We've seen it become one of, if not the greatest wrestling promotion in the world with mm -hmm. the greatest roster at all at one time. And so seeing what it is now even though it's improving i i get the frustration of like yeah. we want the old nxt back like like deep yeah. in our hearts we want black and gold nxt we want the black mat we want the the gold lights and, and like the lights to dim when they do a title match and all that stuff and you know i think that for a while maybe nxt started to lose its identity before the 2.0 stuff and I guess coming so, yeah. out of that, it has to try to find what this new identity is. Um, it's probably going to be something between developmental and being a third brand because, yeah. you know, you still want it to be taken seriously. It's not main event. You know, it, it's not something like that, which really is just like a throwaway show yeah. that they film for 30 minutes before a regular TV show. Uh, but it's going to take a little while. I I do think after this show, it feels like it's headed in the right direction. It feels like I'm a little more intrigued into what's happening in NXT than I was. Mm -hmm. And that is exciting. That I don't know exciting. if it'll continue and, it'll, you know, yeah. hopefully it, it, it keeps up the hype. But based on this show, it feels like we're headed in the right direction. I think so. So with that being said, sir, take us home gonna be all for this episode guys thank you so much for listening youtube anchor we appreciate you we will talk to you all in the next one peace out peace